You're listening to Gospel Theory, a Call to Learn audio podcast. For more information about Call to Learn, visit calledtolearn.com. That's calledtolearn.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, and welcome to Gospel Theory today, where we are finding true principles of Jesus Christ through all those myths, those crazy rumors that we hear, and all those incorrect definitions. Welcome. So today, we have a really good thing. Um, We're talking about the Passover, and I love talking about the Passover, but here's a really big question for you. In the Old Testament, there is a scripture in the Old Testament that says that we need to practice the Passover forever. So let's go to that verse. It's in um, Exodus 12, uh, and you can read the whole verses, verses 15 through 20. But in there it says, Therefore ye shall observe this day, meaning the day of unleavened of bread Passover. and yep. all okay. these things. He, he was explaining all of the ways how to do Passover, right? And he says, Therefore you observe this day throughout your generations, with an S. Not this generation, but generations, right? That means everybody. Well, then why don't we practice Passover anymore then? It's a good question. Why don't we? And then he adds this. As a statute... Another word for a statute is a covenant forever. So it's really the covenant that he's asking us to perform. There, forever. yeah, good. So it's, why don't we do Passover? Well, at least the covenant of Passover. Mm-hmm. Do we? Do you think that we do? Well, we do something similar every Sunday, right? We take the sacrament, mm-hmm. very similar to the Passover. Yeah. Exactly. The Passover is that covenant that we are doing forever. So we are doing it, right? Well, then why why should we care about the Passover then? <laughs> Good question. Because, I question. mean, well, why, why even study it? I mean, you've been studying it your entire life, well, basically. a lot, yeah. Well, I don't know. From the time I was 10 years old, we were doing Passover. That's true. That's true. <laughs> we were yeah. doing well, maybe 12. But we've been doing Passover for a long time. I had a fascination with the Old Testament. Still do, right? I love the Old Testament so much, and I still have that fascination with it. And I wanted to know more and understand. Your whole program is built on the, temp, the, the temple. Yes, it is. Right, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the old temple. The biblical temple. The biblical Tabernacle. temple, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and so I just had a fascination with it. And I have a fascination. So if you have a fascination with the, with the Old Testament, you're going to have a have fascination with the Jews, right? Absolutely. So, you won't understand the Jews. Right. I mean, you, you won't understand, understand, understand the Old Testament because yeah. it is weird. But if you understand Jewish tradition and and then those things, you'll yes, understand it better. Yes, exactly. So I wanted to understand the traditions better. So I remember so clearly one time I was in the Relief Society, like, um, I don't know, what, what would you, like activities, and I was making the activity, and I said, hey, guys, let's have a Passover and learn the symbolisms of the Passover. Okay. And so I was putting it together, and one sister came up to me, and she said, trust it, God, oh, I mean, Jesus Christ, fulfilled the Passover. It's over and done with. Don't bring it back. Why are we even doing a Passover? I mean, it's a valid question. Yeah. For sure. And I honestly didn't have a really good answer for her, right? Mm. At that time, at that moment. But if she had ever come up to me again today, we'd have a different conversation. Okay. <laughs> right? She. Um, so I have learned since then that the Passover... Of course, we're, we don't do the Passover. It's not what we do anymore, right? Jesus Christ, when he was on the earth at his last supper, he said, we are no longer going to do Passover this way. We're going to do it this way. And that's how our current sacrament came to be. Huh. 
He just took, there was a certain symbols in the Passover, the bread and the wine and some prayers that went with it and certain prayers that were there. And that's what he said now. He says he's just changing it, right? He was making it a higher law or um, just like the path, like on the Mount of, not the Transfiguration, um, Mount of Olives, not Mount of Olives either. Anyway, when he was, did the, the fed the 5,000? Yeah. When he fed the 5,000, that he was giving the higher law at that time, right? Yes. And he was changing it. We no longer want to follow the law of Moses. We want to follow this new law, the law of Christ, yeah. Jesus Christ. So the sacrament was not a fulfillment of the Passover. It's an extension of the Passover. Mm. We're just changing it. We're going from here. This is what we did do with the law of Moses. But with the law of the Melchizedek priesthood, this is what we're going to do. That the totally law of Jesus makes Christ, sense. right? Yep. So that is that fulfills the answer. So why do we? Why? What would be the fascination in studying the Passover today if we're not required to do it? Yeah, that's really like what we want to understand, right? Yeah, exactly. So, well, you you answer me. What? Why? Why the fascination with Passover? Why have you enjoyed doing it? I enjoyed doing it because of the 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 symbolism of it. Okay, so give me an example. Like, what do you mean by the symbolism? Um, symbolism. So, like, every single thing that you do in the Passover has a meaning, has a purpose, has a scripture, and several <laughs> scriptures, has, um, it just has meaning and purpose behind everything. It's very, especially within the Jewish culture, it's very purposeful and very literal in everything that they do. Yeah. Right? And... One of the, I, I mean, I just remember like how the Seder plate was set, mm -hmm. how the specific things and what that each of that meant. How right? the, the, the number was important and how many pieces of yeah. things were on there, right? And the, you have the charoset, which represented the, well, do you remember? The, the bitterness charoset? of it. No, the, the, the bitter herbs represented right. the bitterness of being a slave. Oh, the charoset was the, was the, the apple and the, the cinnamon. The joyness that they yeah. felt after they were, yeah. after they um, yeah, fled, you know, fled from Egypt. Were delivered, yeah. Were delivered, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the egg represented springtime. Yeah. Because it happened in the springtime, right? Um, you have the shank bone. Do you remember the shank bone represents? Yeah. I don't remember what it represents. It's a, it represents the Lamb of God. Literally, the Lamb of God. He was the one that sacrificed, right? He was the one sacrificed. And so, just a side note, it was the Lamb couldn't be killed. Like, he, he had to be killed, but he couldn't have been chopped up or boiled or anything. He had to be roasted as a complete animal, just like Christ was never broken bones or taken apart, right? Oh. He had to be, it would had to be a, perfectly symbolic of how Jesus would die, too. Yeah, and that always fascinated me with me because not ev everything that we do in archer it help, just helped me understand why we do the weird things that we do in the temple yeah it seems the old testament weird, is right? very open but yeah. if you understand the old testament you understand the symbolism behind mm -hmm. each thing it totally makes sense yeah that's what i'm fascinated exactly with. there's a beautiful scripture in the old testament and this is just so gorgeous i love this it's found in joshua chapter four so it's joshua telling um They've just crossed over the uh, River Jordan into the into Israel, right? Mm -hmm. And Moses is gone, 
and Joshua is now the prophet and they just crossed over and he goes, wait, 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 we can't just go on right now. He says, I want a man from every tribe to pick up a stone and go and put it by the river where we crossed and make a monument of stones. And why would he do that? I don't know. Do you know the story at all? No, it does not sound familiar, no. Okay, all right, great. So he says, um, he wants to make sure that it's piled up right where the miracle happened. He wants to remember that miracle, in other words, right? Yeah. And then he says these words. He says, and pile them up together so that when your children ask their fathers in times to come, what mean you by these stones that sit by this river, right? And these stones shall be for a memorial unto thy children of Israel forever. Mm. So he's making a memorial for them, right? What's a memorial but a symbol? I mean, that's exactly what we do with, that's exactly what they do with Passover. Never forget. Yeah. Even something that's happened thousands and thousands and thousands of years, getting out of Egypt. If that wouldn't have happened, we wouldn't have had our, the gospel on this earth. Mm-hmm. Period. And, yeah. and, and that and that's an incredible thing that we can be grateful for, too. And that's what I love about Passover is that it keeps us grateful for the things that God had. It's a reminder of God's deliverance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the one of the really big parts in this Passover is when a child comes and says, Dad, why is this night different than any other night? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? The children ask these questions, right? And he's like, oh, good. Well, if you want to know that answer, well, I've got the answer, right? And right, he tells yeah. them the answer. And and he gets to explain to them. But what came first, right? This is important for teaching anything to any child or any adult even, is that you bring a symbol first. They learn by the symbol. And then they ask the question. And then you can teach them. Oh, I see. Okay. So that's what the sacrament is too, right? The sacrament, we have bread and we have water. Why can't we just have one thing? Some child might ask. Why do we always do bread and water at the church? Some child might ask. Mm -hmm. The sacrament is there to make us curious. That's interesting. Because the the, the temple, I, I don't remember ever feeling curious about the sacrament it was so normal for me because i grew up in the church yeah but going to the temple that curiosity went out the window <laughs> i was like Whoa, why this why, why this why this <laughs> and there was there yeah. is a meaning and a purpose behind all yes. of it mm-hmm. and you may not know it and there's different what i love about symbolism as well is somebody you could look at one symbol and mean a million things yes Right, um, what was it? Boyd K. Packer said, you can never fully define a symbol. Yeah. So there's always going to be a reason. I think that goes back to my my rule of everything applies to everything. That that there is an infinite amount of subjects that apply to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's and I I, I think that's the art yeah. of critical thinking of somebody that yes. can do that. That's what I love about symbolism is the art of critical thinking. Yeah. You can study math your entire life and get critical thinking. Mm-hmm. Or you could do this, and this is way more fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is actually, right? It is well, really. Well, you teach math through symbolism. That's oh, yeah. why it is mm-hmm. so fun, That's right? true. That's true, yeah. Yeah, and um, teaching with symbolism, this can be like so important with parenting, right? 
is is if the child comes to you or you have a symbol in your house or a, a ritual in your house or something and that child will then ask the question and it's important to remember that just by lecturing or just by teaching them they're never going to they, they don't retain it as well mm-hmm. but if they ask the question they will retain it a lot longer you have to get them to ask the question that's the most important part and so that's why we do passover or that's why we do sacrament but wh- isn't it sad and this happens so often isn't it sad when we just say well it's because this is what we always do <laughs> yeah and pretty soon our kids stop asking questions because the they never done. get any answers yeah. or even this one well why do we take the bread and water why do we do that every every sunday well because the bread represents the body and the and the water represents the blood and you just and you, stop and the from kids there. are like going okay uh, what does that mean <laughs> yeah right? right that doesn't mean anything what does them. that mean yeah. you've got to go farther you've got to teach to their level and and help them understand that it's far more than body and blood far more mm. we have two things we take the bread and we take the water the bread represents the physical life that god overcame he overcame physical sin right then he overcame our spiritual that's the water they represent both and so god god gave us resurrection through the bread and he gave us spiritual life through repentance and and going on to eternity. We have we there's two things that God did. Body and blood are just another symbol. You're throwing out yeah. another symbol out. It's it right? that is sad. You're just it, you're just like, it's it's kind of like with with body language. One gesture like folding your arms doesn't mean one thing. Yeah, exactly. Right? It doesn't mean that I'm angry. It could mean that I'm just cold or it could mean that I am Deep thought. Um, and deep in thought or in prayer. Yeah. Right? Could mm-hmm. mean anything of those things. Yeah. It doesn't just mean one thing. Mm-hmm. And it's, but it, like um, being taught, it's an indicator, right? Yeah. What if you see a person sitting with his head down like this, it's an indicator for you to ask a good question. Right. Right? To kind of Are you thinking that. about something powerfully? And he says, no, I'm just bored. Right? right. <laughs> well, you know, it could right. have been yeah. both, right? Or are you bored? But you ask... By looking at their body language, you know what kind of question it is. Same thing with symbolism. By looking at the same symbolism, you know the kind of question to ask. Yeah. But if you shut down those questions and give them circular questions or stupid questions or just... Or, 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 or ridiculous milk toast answers. Yeah, if you give them those, then they're going to stop asking questions. And that is the case with our youth today. Well, it was the youth when I was little. Um I remember having a seminary teacher and he says, it takes me about three months to get the kids from out of high school. He was an institute teacher. He goes from out of high school. It takes me about three months to get them to learn how to think again. Or just to learn to how ask to, questions. Or to ask good questions yeah. again. Because, Any kind of question for that I matter. Mean, they just sit there and well, all right, I'm here to be learned. Teach me. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is, I'm supposed to do that be is here, not so how teach God me. God has taught at all. No, he teaches with symbolism so we can ask a question. And yeah. they ask the question, we ask the question, so that God can answer the question in a good teaching manner mm-hmm. to get them to the next question. This is why we always say it's okay to doubt the church because you're asking questions. Mm-hmm. And as long as they're honest questions, 
with a good heart, you're going to be able to find the answers. Yes. And you will always find the answers. But here's another thing that teachers can't be as scared of answer or questions, right? Sometimes teachers are scared of those questions and like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the answer. Why don't you go ask somebody else? Or, or if they're, then, then they're going to start playing. Oh, well that question created fear. I can't answer that question. Right. Or if they don't answer, it just seems more shady. Yeah. Right. It's right. Like yeah. You've got something. To hide oh, you're there. hiding something. Yeah, yeah. You're hiding you something. Hiding? Right. Yeah. All right. So I just want to conclude with this. It's just, just a beautiful example of of symbolism being taught. So the Jewish children, when in in the Old Testament time periods, and I would like to think of now, but I don't know for sure. But this is what happened in the Jewish time period. So the um, this was their education. Okay. The first, the child was shown a symbol either or a ritual or a um, a pattern that they did, like a morning scripture study every day would be a good mm -hmm. example, right? They were shown a ritual, shown a symbol. And the next, it's number two, so the first one they were shown a symbol. The second thing they were done was the meaning was first explained by a historical reference. Yeah. They would say, okay, well, Joshua when he crossed over the river, asked one person from the tribe to go and push, put a stone. And that's why we have a pile of rocks. Historically yeah. first, right? Mm, Historically first. So if we're taking about the sacrament, Jesus Christ at the Last Supper changed the Passover to just bread and just water. Historical first. Yeah. Okay. So you've shown a symbol. They ask a question. You answer them with the historical reference. And then the third one is the child is taught the personal significance of that event or of that ritual or whatever of his life to liken it to himself. Oh, I love that. Liken it to himself. Liken it to himself. So three very important ways to teach your children, to teach any kind of doctrine or church, right? right? Isn't it one, the, the lessons we learn the most in seminary, Sunday school, whatever, um, are when they have a symbol or when they have a, uh, an object lesson, if you will. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I remember very well, this teacher brought in this beautiful cake, like gorgeous, yummy, delicious cake. And, and she had this amazing object lesson with it. I remember that object lesson. Mm -hmm. I remember it to this day Isn't because that why, of that. That's why God speaks in parables. Yes. Why he speaks in stories. Why yes. he speaks in, in, in symbols is because our brain doesn't always comprehend logic. Right. It has to have logic, the historical mm -hmm. accuracy, and the, the symbol, the symbol mm -hmm. and the and the feelings and the yeah. uh, the, the 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 other stuff that goes along with with learning. Yeah. Yes. God, Both God the creative gives side the and whole, the logic side. The whole earth is a symbol, right? Yeah. Like you could take anything, anything and create a symbol out of it. I remember one time in, in Sunday school when I was little, um, she says, just bring an object to class and we'll see how it relates to God. Oh, that is fun. It was so much fun. Everybody brought something random and we found some fun things of how that related to Jesus Christ. What a great, uh, uh, home, home, uh, Home thing to do too, like mm -hmm. with your kids. Yes. That would be oh so yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we've done it with you, right? We oh, go yeah. on a walk. How does the tree relate to Jesus Christ? How does the leaf relate to Jesus Christ? How does this pathway relate to Jesus Christ? Right? Yeah. It was everything. Uh, we we would always just be looking for ways. How does this typify of Christ? Yeah. It was really fun. Yeah. That's cool. So let's just do a little recap then. Yeah. So 
What have we learned? Well, we study the Passover. I mean, why do we not practice it anymore? Well, we do practice we it. We do just practice in a it, way. right? We just a different right? way, yeah. In a exactly. higher law way. Uh-huh. And then the other one was why does God teach through symbols? We mm-hmm. kind of answer that because it helps us comprehend both the created side of us and the logical side of us. And it brings us to a question. Right. And then um, why study the Passover? Same answer. Mm-hmm. We need it to bring us to a question of, of yeah. why certain things happen. And that's specifically about symbols, right? We yeah. teach with symbols. We give our children symbols so that they can ask the question. So then we can teach them historically and then teach them application personally. Absolutely. And that's the way that yeah, we just invite you guys to do the same thing. Invite you to to teach your children this, this way. This Easter as you're studying, you know, mm-hmm. the whole the whole thing, think about why did Christ, you know, what each thing meant yeah. throughout the week, right? The death of Christ, the life of Christ, the the on the cross, why was he crucified? Why was that significant? Mm-hmm. Those kinds of questions are going to really give you some really fun answers. Yeah. If you guys want some more references to, to doing the Passover, go to calltolearn.com. But also, if you want anything um, on the symbolism, the many different kinds of symbolisms that are in the Passover, I have written many blogs on this. If you go to calltolearn.com, just go to the blog section. Yeah, for slash and, blog. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you will be it's able right to there. you'll be able to see tons and tons and tons of stuff from little chicks to fruit trees to pomegranates. She's got to. a lot of stuff on there. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of symbolism there. So yeah, enjoy. And if you ever want to do a Passover as well, we have a whole um, program on Passover. So um, I'm I think not... that's just forward slash Passover as well. Okay, yeah. So calltolearn.com forward slash Passover and you'll be able to see lots. We like we we videotaped our whole family Last doing year, a Passover a and so that you can just push play and, and do it on your own too. So yeah, you're it's there's a lot of stuff there if you're interested. So enjoy. Have a good one. Right, bye. Bye. This has been Gospel Theory, a call to learn audio podcast. For more podcasts like this, visit our website at calledtolearn.com forward slash podcast.